Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And in front of me, I have my guest, Lauren Walker, and she's from well, I'm looking at her house, I'm looking at the place behind her, some sort of enormous mansion in the wilds of Montana. So good evening, Lauren, how are you? I'm doing well. I think it's more like a little house in the big woods, a little um, more little house in the prairie style than a big mansion in Montana. But I do, I am surrounded by trees. Ooh. Well, I mean, that's a really, that's a really um, nurturing sort of environment people underestimate the power of trees and nature don't they just on well-being and positivity and such like don't they a hundred percent and actually that is one of the modalities being offered more and more for um, mental health resilience and just health in general is spending more time in nature and there's actually quite a lot of there's programs and stuff that help take you out into nature but for me i just think just step outside um, wherever you are, if you're in a city, go to a park, just find something that's alive and connected to the earth so that you remember that you are alive and connected to the earth. I remember seeing uh, one of the TEDx speakers actually standing. He brought his own patch of earth in so he could stand on it. How about are you that? talking about Rupert Sheldrake? Uh, I didn't want to mention Oh, well, he's one of my heroes, my idols, and actually one of um, the teachers who has had a profound impact on my understanding of healing and my own healing journey. So I refer back to um, Rupert Sheldrake constantly. So I'm glad that you brought him up. Um, Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yes. uh, Interesting. Fascinating. So, um, well, tell us a bit about yourself before we start delving into the world of Rupert Sheldrake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that certainly is a little further down the path, isn't it? And it was for me, he was learning from him was one of the last pieces that I put into place for my own healing journey. I've been studying and practicing yoga since 1996. I started right at the end of the year and uh, loved the practice. It was so helpful to me on so many levels, so powerful. And yet I found myself encountering traumatic experiences again and again in my life and my yoga practice wasn't able to help me overcome them it was just keeping me sort of my nose right above the the water and um so i knew i needed to find something else and that else was energy and specifically energy medicine as i learned from my teacher that i was uh, grateful and graciously introduced to donna eden And when I started studying with Donna, I started to understand what energy actually is. 
And it changed my whole understanding of myself as an energetic being and my entire practice of yoga slowly and then all at once and permanently transformed into what I call energy medicine yoga, which is utilizing these powerful energy techniques and practices that I learned from Donna and transforming them in the lens of uh, yoga practice. And it has been incredibly profound and it's a journey that I am happy to be on for the rest of my life. Now that's interesting because I um, was qualified and worked a lot in energy psychology. So, you know, I spent a bit of time investigating that whole world and such like, and it's, uh, it's fascinating. Uh, there's a lot of misapplied science, but there's no doubt there's a lot of really good work. And it's, it's a shame that they haven't tried to, it's a shame that they've tried to evidence using fake science rather than just talking about the concept because the concept's strong enough. I mean, as soon as you say the word energy, you know, you're sort of there, aren't you? Everybody understands they've got visceral energy and, you know, what, what we're doing as human beings is attempting to create energy, take it, use it, utilize it, and then recover it, you know, when we use it up. It's, it's not a hard concept, is it? No, it, you know, it's really interesting how you said that, because I agree, we have that sort of common vernacular about energy, but we don't really have the understanding of ourselves as pure energy beings, and that this world is purely energy. I think that's where the science comes in to help us clarify, but like you said, it can also really muddy things. And just to come back to Rupert again for a moment, he really expresses dismay when people use his work of morphic resonance to try to validate different um, energy practices within alternative or integrative health systems. And so I've really spent a lot of time talking with him about, well, how can we actually apply the science? Where does the science uh, reflect the value and the truths of these alternative practices? And where does it just become people sort of throwing around words like quantum so that they feel like they're more validated, but they're not actually using those words like quantum entanglement, like quantum energy, like morphic resonance in the actual scientific ways that they're meant to be. So I think there's more room for us to explore this. One of the things that I'm loving in the current scientific world right now is how much Western science is validating these ancient practices. It's happening over and over in study after study after study. So I do think there is a place where these scientific and spiritual practices come together and validate each other. And at the end of the day, really, it's does this work for you? Do these techniques help you to, um, to be in your life better with more ease, more peace, more calm, and more freedom. That's really what I'm looking for at the end of the day. Yeah. Now, oh, there's the dog. Hello, dog. <laughs> Sometimes now, Louis likes to be in the podcast. Sorry about that. That's absolutely fine. We've heard cats and dogs and all sorts, but uh, there you go. Um, now, so you've got energy medicine, you've got yoga. Most people understand yoga, and I actually recommend people who've been to any sort of therapy of mine to go in go and investigate yoga as much as anything for the breathing is so they get really that intensive time spent uh, working on that so you put these two things together so tell us how what that means then you when you have this em yoga so maybe so more and more our understanding of i'll speak really more towards stress and trauma since that's really where i'm focusing my work these days more and more what we're hearing from the medical establishment is our understanding that stress causes disease and that there's good stress and that there's not good stress and that trauma also un 
unresolved trauma, which most of us have at some point in our lives, unless we have tools that you offer, I offer those kind of things to help people, most of us have undigested trauma in our systems. Trauma also leads to disease. And this speaks to that truth that everything is energy. So traumatic experiences are uh, energies that knock your fluid, incoherent energy out of coherence. And the same thing with stress. And so the beautiful thing about energy medicine and energy medicine yoga is that it speaks to those very specific energies, how they work in the body, how they move in the body, how to resolve them. But one of the things that's most important is that we actually move the physical body because these energy systems are animated within our physical bodies. And so this idea of expansion and contraction, moving, giving space in the body for energy to move and flow. And what's so important is that movement. And one of the top trauma specialists in this country, in the United States, many of you have heard of him, Bessel van der Kolk. And he has said, I mean, he's written the definitive book on trauma and works with clinic clinicians and is very, very well respected. And he says, I've gotten all of this science down. And really, if you only do one thing, move your body. In other words, do yoga, move the body because the issues are in the tissues. Your stress, your trauma is in the physical body. And the more we move that in these very specific and guided ways, using these uh, understandings of energy medicine and where these energy flows live in the physical body, the more freedom we have. Yes, that's true. And it's interesting you bring in him because of course he's, he, he is, his ideas around the polyvagal system have been interesting because they link together with some of the older ideas on energy as well, don't they? And the vagus nerve, this idea of a, a nerve that wanders through your body and mm -hmm. links all these different places together. And, and originally no one thought that there was this mind-body connection. And now we know it's, you know, it's more than that, mind-body guts and other places as well. So um, who, who knows what's going to be discovered next? But uh, and, and obviously there's a lot of science that says it's true and there's a lot of science, the trouble with science that says it's false as well. So that's the whole nature of moving forward, isn't it? It's about discovery and finding out and challenge and you know that perpetual learning process that goes on. So, so um, I mean, I'm familiar with yoga. I mean, most people don't need to know much about that. But what, what do you tend to use yoga and energy for? You talked about trauma and stress. What, what else is it used for? Well, the beautiful I mean, that's, thing. That's good. That, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. If, that was, if that was all, it would be that enough. Yeah. Right. Um, the beautiful thing about energy and energy medicine yoga. So to go back to our point before, the energy is all there is. So any issue that you're having, any struggle that you're having, whether it's uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, it all comes down to where's the energy out of balance or out of coherence in you. And that is going to affect everyone in different ways. Maybe for you, it's going to be stress. For me, I'm still resolving trauma. Maybe for someone else, they're depressed or they've got a broken leg that won't heal or their relationships are all haywire and they can't figure out how to you know, make sense of them or they, they don't have the job that they want and they don't know how to manifest the, the job that they do want or like any issue. That's the beauty of this work is that it really addresses any issue and it gives you tools to pinpoint where to take these practices depending on 
what is going on for you. And so really, I mean, the, the sky's the limit. There is no area of your life that energy medicine yoga doesn't touch. You just don't know it yet. Um, and, and, and energy touches every area of your life far more than, you know, uh, eating food and I have this much energy to run this many miles and then I've got to rebuild again. It's so much bigger than that. It's everything. It's how you're feeling, how you're digesting, how you're sleeping, how your relationships are, how quickly you heal how you view the world. Are you optimistic or are you pessimistic? Do you take action or do you pull back? All of those things are energy and they're all affected by how coherent all of the energy systems are that make up you. You are made of nine energy systems. And so, and all of those animate the physical systems that you are more familiar with. And they all work together synergistically. So really the goal is to find which area is out of balance energetically. We bring that back into balance and then the body does what it's meant to do. And that is heal whatever it is that you've got going on with you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like a Western medicine thing where you've got X problem and they give you Y pill or you've got Z problem and they give you Q solution. It's not like that at all. This is much more holistic, much more integrated and, um, and much less challenging, I guess I want to say, to not go down the pathway of Western medicine, but yeah. Now, you talk about there being nine energy systems. Could you just unpack that a little bit for us? Mm -hmm, sure. So this is part of the brilliance of Donna Eden, um, understanding these systems that arose in different traditions all over the world. She discovered them in her own body, the way that ancient seers found them initially. And so maybe your listeners have heard of meridians. If anyone's ever gotten acupuncture, you're working with the meridian system. And you talked about energy psychology and tapping, and that really speaks directly to the meridian system. And that came through, um, that wisdom came to us through ancient Chinese medicine, as well as things like um, uh, five element theory and radiant circuits or extra, um, extraordinary vessels. Those are systems that all arose in ancient Chinese medicine. For people that are more familiar with um, yoga and yoga history, things like the aura and the chakras are from that tradition. And for example, just like meridians have entered the mainstream and your insurance will now cover acupuncture, things like the aura have entered the mainstream and Western science has validated it and they renamed it the biofield. So they have confirmed what we've known for thousands of years that you are a, a, an entity with a field around you and that that field affects the physical body and the physical body affects the field. So there's again, science coming to the understanding that 5,000 year old traditions had a little jump start on you. So there's are systems from the yogic perspective or from India. And then we've got um, systems in the body that come from your neck of the woods, actually, the Celtic time when uh, on the Celtic Isles, and there were some very um, specific energy systems that they found and discovered that we use today. So all of these nine systems from different traditions all over the world, and then uh, one or two that Donna found isolated um, and have been validated by other seers, but, ha but aren't as ancient. 
These are the systems that run us and we all have them wherever you are in the world. You have meridians and an aura and chakras and radiant circuits like you've got all nine of these. And that's part of the brilliance of Donna is to understand that we have all nine of these and they all work together. And how do we access and use them, whether we see energy or we don't see it, we can still utilize it and uh, and work with it to bring it to its best expression in us. And so instead of these diverse systems, we now have one unified system, which is what we are. We are a unified system, right? And so to be able to see ourselves energetically that way is very empowering. And there'll be people out here listening to this who will be thinking, this is all a lot of tosh and baloney and ha ha ha, this is all nonsense. But, you know, I'd encourage people to to look at some of the background of this because it does come from quite, uh, even if you don't believe the science, you know, the fact that it's come from the Eastern tradition, actually, as you say, a lot of these things have been validated through experience. And even if it's just, even if it's just a massive placebo effect, even if that's the case, then that's actually proven anyway as being something that gives you benefit. And, and of course, yoga itself um, is absolutely um, rock solid in its science, so that's fine. So, you know, I like to um, meet people who have different views and different ideas, because why not expose ourselves to different things? So it's interesting to listen and see actually what, what there is to be mined rather than what there is to be scoffed at and disputed. So that's why I'm so you know interested in what you're saying. Um, to, so tell us a little bit, because I know you've got some books and such like and some resources and such like. Why don't you tell us a little bit about those things and where we can find them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to. So all of my work you can find at energymedicineyoga.net. And we're offering um, a companion course to my new book, which just came out. It's called The Energy to Heal. And it is really focusing the lens of my work on stress and trauma, since that is the most in my opinion right now is the biggest issue facing the world today is this unrelenting trauma that so many, I I hesitate to say all, but very, very, very many of us are struggling with right now, just the last few years and the, the, current um you know environment that is happening today is trauma inducing for a lot of us no matter where you're focusing on which is an issue whatever you look at it seems like things are going um in a really difficult direction and so to be able to have some techniques that you can use to bring your stress levels down to release your trauma to release your stress so that you can be present to the moment of what's going on and respond to that and make creative decision making and creative actions in the world to keep yourself healthy. And so ultimately, that we can turn the tides of this, we're kind of barreling towards, you can either call it a cliff or a wall, we're barreling towards something that doesn't seem like a good outcome. But it's going to take all of us to shift that. This is where Rupert's work comes in about the fields and that as we strengthen the fields of change, then they become more powerful and change becomes more possible. And, you know, you brought something up just a moment ago about the skeptics and Donna and I talk about this all the time with skeptics. We love the skeptics because if a skeptic comes in and they try this work, and they find the benefits that everyone finds, they become the biggest cheerleaders. So instead of saying, you know, oh, scoff or don't scoff, I invite you in. I invite you in to try to 
discover what doesn't work. Because my experience and thousands of students is that it does work. And so if you can find and prove that it doesn't work, then I want to know that. But really what usually happens is the opposite. A skeptic comes in with an issue and says, I'm different. This works for everyone. This kind of thing won't work for me, but okay, I'll try it. And then they try it and then it works for them too. And they become the biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. So I invite that in. And that's most peculiar, isn't it? Because we're talking about people who like the outcomes, but don't like the method. And I think that's the challenge here. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, I work with SERPA that talk about pain being in the brain and not being in the body. And, you know, that's a very contentious issue until you get loads of back surgeons from the States who totally agree and say, why would you be operating on people when it only has a 25% chance of success? And yet these non-cutting procedures actually do. I mean, there are time and places for all sorts of medicine. But there's also a time and place not to hold out false hope for people who are to, uh, not informed enough to make a good judgment. But some of the outcomes we're talking about here, which are less stress, less anxiety, uh, less depression, whatever that might be, these are, well, why not? Because none of this is going to harm you. And it's not like hypnotherapy, which is a practice we use uh, here. Um, what's the worst that can happen? You'll, you'll be more relaxed. That's it. That's the, that's the least negative, that's yeah. the most negative thing that happened to you from a session. Yeah. No, so, absolutely. Uh, and, and you have the possibility of resolving bigger things, like real physical issues going on. I mean, I have had students that have resolved, you know, uh, really big things. A woman who had lost feeling in her arm from a botched surgery that the doctor says you will never have any feeling in your arm again. She got full feeling back in her arm. So this is not just, you know, you'll feel better. You'll feel a little less stressed. You'll be a little whistlier through your day. This is actually profound transformations that are happening. Yeah. And so, you know, you talked about the placebo effect. My sadness with that always is why aren't we actually studying and deploying the placebo effect? We should have hospitals that are placebo effect hospitals and you go in. I mean, the placebo effect works between 15 and 80 percent of the time. That is an incredibly powerful force that we can harness to heal ourselves. And so I don't think it's just a, a statistical problem that the drug companies bump up against. I think it's actually harnessing our own intrinsic ability to heal and that we need to do that much more. I totally agree. So um, you've written some books, uh, but the place to go is energymedicineyoga.net. And then you can find out all about Lauren's work here. And it's a great site and there's all sorts of bits and pieces on. And you actually learn, if you I suppose, if you're in the, in, in the area, you can learn to become a certified EM yoga teacher, which sounds great. A bit far and from actually, me. That's not just in the area. That's oh. online. We have our oh, whole Oh, even better. Online. It's an yeah. incredible program. And it's not just like an online, you're not involved with us. We, it, it's right. a walkthrough program we're with you the whole time it starts the end of september and it's an incredible program we love training em yoga teachers so if you're interested in this please come and and join our training yeah so check it out because actually if you're at a certain point in your career what what better thing is there to do than to add something into your skill set whether for yourself or you know to help other people i think a lot of people are trying to find meaning and validity and a new direction or purpose in the world so this is an interesting alternative, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, I think more and more, this is the wave of the future, this understanding of energy and how we can utilize it to 
not only heal ourselves, but to heal our planet and to move forward in a more positive direction. Some of the things that are coming out of this real cutting edge um, energy science is actual energy to propel our economy, you know, talking about cars and planes and, you know, all of that infrastructure energy. And those are all sort of subsets of the same understanding of that energy is all there is. And so really, I think this is what we're going towards in the future and um, less invasive health treatments that are more holistic, but also gentler on the body. One of the things I love about healing trauma with EM yoga is that you don't have to go back into the trauma to heal the trauma. And we don't need more trauma in the world right now. We need to free ourselves from those patterns so that we can be kinder, gentler, and more loving, compassionate beings out in the world and really be the the change that we want to see right now. We need all of us. We need all of us, but we need us in our best iterations. We need us to be on the healing path and to be, you know, opening our hearts and not to be fighting against ourselves, which then leads us to fighting in the world. And I think that is a brilliant place to leave it. We've just conquered or made the first start to with some sort of peace in the world, and that's not a bad place to stop. So, Lawrence, thank you so much for spending time to us with us today. I really, really appreciate it. And, um, you know, good luck and success with your continued efforts. And I think it's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Russell. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. You take care. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.